All right, good morning, folks. What's up? Woo. Today is Monday. It feels like one, too. Monday, March 20th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 326 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, and over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Tom Bishop, Kenneth Ruff, Jordan Turney, Carrie Andrew Nakamura, Sean Washington, T-Bone, and the entire Simply Cyber community are going to be ripping through the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And on each of those stories, I'll be giving my opinion, my analysis on what that story means to you kind of as a practitioner or an aspiring cybersecurity professional. I'll give context, macro level picture, micro level picture, um, you know, maybe maybe some history. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I don't see the stories. <laughs> I see them when you see them. So we'll figure out as we're going. But I'm super pumped. Let's go. No music. Hold on now. Uh-oh, hold on now. You guys don't hear the music right now? Because that's going to be a problem. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's, let's figure it out. Hmm. How's that? Could you hear my microphone? Can you hear me now? Let me see. All right, so we got audio and music now. All right, there we go, guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a Monday. Let's reset. <laughs> oh, this is good. All right, here we go. Me, you, all of the music, all the audio issues, Carl. We're going to be shredding through the top cyber stories of the day. But before we do that, I do want to say shout out and thank you to the mods for letting me know that the music wasn't playing. Genuinely appreciate that. <laughs> it isn't. Joel B saying it's not simply cyber without audio issues. Before we get into the news, guys, want to say shout out, much love and respect. Go check out Panopsi Security, one of the stream sponsors. My good friend Brandon Poole runs that um, that business. Guys, if you want quantified risk assessments, which is basically uh, evidence supported, whoops, evidence based um, risk assessment, which which you basically would use in order to uh, inform where you're going to invest money, invest resources. Basically, quantified risk assessments are for businesses that are either about to build an information security program a little bit more mature or about to invest in their information security program uh, to to accelerate it, to mature it. If, you, if you're an insurance, like say you're a company and like your insurance company's like, you need X, Y, and Z. Well, that's not really building a program. That's like responding to insurance companies on what solutions and you probably do need mfa but if you're looking to actually like you know build cybersecurity incorrectly consider contacting panopsi for a quantified risk assessment in excellent use of your resources to um, inform and plan appropriately links in the description below also want to say much love to xm cyber if you guys don't know about them they have you covered because all businesses I'm telling you, all businesses have misconfigured technology, vulnerable unpatched technology, mismanaged credentials, Carl running around with domain admin, other exposures all over the place. You sprinkle in a little bit of cloud on your on-prem <clears throat> infrastructure, and you've got a recipe for a hot mess on fire. 
Now what XM Cyber does, they've introduced a new way to kind of address this hybrid cloud exposure. So instead of looking at silos of issues, like here's your scan report for your vulnerability scanner, like here's a bunch of crap, like, oh, like, you know, like identity and access management, they handle that stuff. Instead of doing all that, XM Cyber's platform actually combs over your environment and provides you an attack path to allow you to proactively uncover the attack paths. And some of them you may not even see, like, like quote unquote, hidden attack paths. And identify where some of your security controls uh, you might think are in place, but they're actually not. So technically they could be exploited. It'll allow you to actually prioritize the issues that really need the focus of your information security office or of you to do real cyber risk reduction and cut off attack paths to keep bad guys from getting to your crown jewels. So if you're interested in that, or at least uh, investigating what this type of tool looks like, visit xmcyber.com, click the link in the description below, and you can get a demo of their exposure management platform. If you're working in a hybrid environment and you, you know, you've, I, you know, they didn't say this, but to me, I'm sure they want everybody to use their product. But in reality, I feel like mid-size to large enterprise, especially mid-size where they're transitioning from like, oh, we know where all the tech is to we don't have asset inventory. We have no idea what's going on and we're exposed. Like that's kind of the sweet spot of where I would see massive value for a, a tool like this. So consider checking it out. Also, I want to say much love to Barricade Cyber Solutions, but more about them at the mid-roll. Now, remember, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, so be sure to say what's up in chat. You can do it many different ways. If you're live, love it. I see 134 of you. Good day to you. I hope you caught the audio issues at the beginning. If you're on replay, you can skip over the audio issues, you lucky duck. But hit hashtag team replay in comments. I'd love to see the chat there and engage with you all there. Uh, also, if you are a hashtag time, team hybrid, meaning you started late and you caught up to us in real time, welcome to the now, my friend. Good morning to you, Chris. Sybil Rudd, it's good to see you. And finally, my favorite group of folks, hashtag passive observer. If you are quiet in chat, if you're a regular here, especially if you're a regular here, you are part of the Simply Cyber community. You um, you know, are, are welcome and included in, you know, a whole, wholeheartedly. So say hashtag passive observer in chat, take that first step to networking, take that first step to engaging with the community and really take full advantage of what networking is within this community, because it is absolutely wonderful. I know Joel B likes lurker, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. All right, guys. That's going to do it for the intro. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll. We got a, we got a banger today, uh, and we got a, a stream at the end. Stay tuned for the mid-roll. I'll share all that stuff. Let's go. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Monday, March 20th, 2023. The NBA is warning fans of a data breach after a third-party newsletter service attack. The National Basketball Association has launched an investigation into this security breach with the support of external cybersecurity experts to determine the extent of the incident. The association pointed out in a data breach notification sent to fans that its systems were not impacted, but that the incident affected an unknown number of individuals. The unauthorized third party accessed and created copies of the names and email addresses of some of its fans. The data breach did not compromise usernames, passwords, or other information. 
right. Okay, so this is like a nothing story. The only reason that this story was in the news is because it's the NBA, the National Basketball Association, right? Which is like a high profile client. But guys, it's a third party marketing company that sends out newsletters, right? Like emails. And all that got compromised was the name and the email address. Now, granted, if you are an NBA fan, if you're a basket head or whatever, I, I forget what they call the, the fans. I think they're called basket heads. Um, then good on you. But just be mindful that <clears throat> the threat actors now have um, what I would call uh, an informed approach to a phishing attack. So don't, don't uh, you know, this isn't a harmless crime. There is potential for abuse based on the data that was dropped, but it's just first name and email address, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's really anything crazy. One, the one thing that jumps out to me, though, is this is like the third, third, <laughs> it's funny. Um, this is the third, third party breach of data in like the last week, right? This is the NBA I feel like last week, AT&T got hit. And then the week before, like T-Mobile got hit. And then there was like another one. Um, I wish I could remember. But basically, guys, this is this is the, um, you know, this is the risk you run when you start, you know, matrixing your data out and, and outsourcing it to third parties who don't have as good security controls, okay? So, you know, I guess... There's more and more evidence to support that if you take data and you give it to a third party, or if you're a third party and you're taking data, there's a higher likelihood. There's my, where's my GRC people at? There's a higher likelihood in the risk calculation based on evidence that that data could get breached. So all I would say is two things. One, you, you, you can't put the, the toothpaste back in the tube, all right? So you got to do this all up front. This is all left of boom stuff, okay? One, Whenever you're sharing data with another company, you have to limit it to only what they need. Only what they need. I get it. I get it, Carl. It's super easy to just bundle it all up and give them everything and let them pick out what they want. And by the way, spoiler alert, especially in healthcare, they will ask for everything and oh, we'll sort it out when we get there. And the reason that they're doing that or the business is asking for it to give to them. The reason they're doing that is because, yeah, okay, like we, we need your name and email address to send out these newsletters. But if you give us demographic data and if you give us other information like house address and region and location, we might be able to do some really interesting experimental stuff and see if we can get better margins, better revenue, better conversions, right? All these, all these terms that have to do with- Straight cash, homie. That's right, Randy, straight cash, homie. So. You've got to put, you're going to have a, a bit of a lift on your hands, people. I'm just telling you right now. Like when you say, no, what data do you need? Name and email address. Fine. That's all you get. The business might push back on you. Just, I'm just being real. Okay. This might be an, a fight that you, you have to spend some political capital on, but this is ammunition to defend you when you are making the case that third party data breaches happen all the time, bro. Like supply chain risk management. Like, get off my back, take the name and email address. You're lucky that we're even agreeing to that and get out of my face, right? Maybe you don't approach it that way, but just be mindful. Second thing I would point out is 
with these third parties, yes, you'll send them a questionnaire and maybe they'll fill it out. And regardless of whatever they put, you're still going to do business with them. Okay. Like the third party risk questionnaires is like a joke in our industry right now. It's a sad joke, but in the contract, Definitely make sure that you're qualifying what controls they have in place. You should have an honest heart-to-heart conversation with them about what kind of controls they have around your data. And when you terminate the contract, right, which will inevitably happen at some point, you need to um, have them delete your data or return your data to you, which I know data is like soft software, you know, like ones and zeros. So it's not like they bring up a pallet jack and and wheel it over to you, but you need to be clear. You will terminate our data when we're done with it and you will make it available to us. And making it available to you is critically important because a lot of of vendors do this thing called vendor lock-in where they make it wicked easy to ingest your data and they make it wicked painful, full of friction to get your data out because they want it to be more painful to get the data out than the pain of continuing to deal with them, right? You could be like, oh, this product sucks, Ugh, but it's like such a bear to get off of it. Like, let's just kick the can down the road, all right? That's that's my third-party risk 101 uh, teaser. Thank you. We're now distributed in Microsoft OneNote files to evade defenses. Following up on a story we brought you earlier in the month, it appears that Emotet malware is now being distributed using Microsoft OneNote email attachments, aiming to bypass Microsoft security restrictions and infect more targets. These attachments are distributed in reply chain emails that impersonate guides, how-tos, invoices, job references, and more. Recipients see a message stating that the document is protected, which then prompts them to double-click the View button to display the document properly. In this Emotet malware campaign, the threat actors have hidden a malicious VB script called click.wsf underneath the view button. Dutch shipping job. Mm. All right, guys. Now, this is a malicious Word doc, okay? So I don't know why they, I don't know why they put this in here, uh, right? Unless I'm misunderstanding here. Um, oh. The campaign continues to word use Word and Excel, but Microsoft now. All right, wow, this is a interesting. This is interesting um, that Emotet would make a mistake like this. Emotet is a very sophisticated threat actor. Well, Emotet's a piece of malware, but the group behind Emotet um, are very sophisticated. And I saw their <laughs> I saw their IT infrastructure. Uh, the FBI did a, a talk at B sides Charleston on taking down Emotet, its first instantiation. And I was throttled when I saw the complexity of their IT infrastructure. Um, so anyways, OneNote, you can see right here, Microsoft blocks uh, macros in Word and Excel, but apparently OneNote has some capability that threat actors are being able to trick and socially engineer Carl and other users into clicking on. So here's the deal. You should share this with your... Um, Share this with your audience, your end users, right? This is a perfect... I know I sent the the Monday um, Crush It Cyber Pro uh, email today, but don't be shy of sending this one out tomorrow, I suppose, or, or today if you haven't sent one out to your end users. This is uh, pretty gnarly. Many, 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 many businesses are using Office 365. Office 365 comes with access to Microsoft Office applications, including OneNote. They almost basically hand jam it down your throat. So there's a lot of users in corporate America and worldwide 
that are using OneNote. So they're familiar with OneNote. There is a familiarity. So when you see it, you know what it is. You think it's just a regular notepad, nothing big. You get this email saying, please review. And there's a OneNote. Looks familiar. The icon looks familiar. Everything looks familiar. Click it, right? When you click it, this is an age old technique used by threat actors. So if you haven't seen this before, welcome to the party. This is just total bull crap, okay? This is bull crap. This is a picture. This isn't a warning or an alert from the OneNote application. This is a picture of a blurry image with a box on top of it. You see what I'm saying? This is the social engineering part of it. It's like a magic trick. But when you're clicking on it, you're actually going to be running a VB script right here, bro. See how that VB script sits right behind this button right here? Clever, clever. Clever, clever, clever. All right. And if, if anyone in here, um, <laughs> if anyone in here has kids, um, because my son Callan's been saying this all weekend, anyone that falls, like uh, the Emotet threat group for coming up with this, if you've ever seen Doc McStuffins, naughty, naughty, naughty. They are naughty, naughty threat actors. Uh, so be mindful of this. This is actually a pretty slick campaign. They're going to get through on a bunch of these. So um, look for execution of VB scripts. Um, you can't use the name. You can't use the name, uh, whatever they called it. Um, there was a file name in here that they said, yeah, click.wsf. You can't look for that in your environment. I mean, you could look for it, but in re re reality, like they can change the name of that file super easy. They can change the hash super easy. So um, you're not going to really want to go for that. But just be mindful of OneNote coming in. Educate your end users. Here's the deal, guys. Final thing I'll say on this. It is way easier to tell your end users, be careful of OneNote attachments than it is to see a campaign come through your email filters and drop into your environment. And then you're you know, thanking the gods that you're wearing your brown pants today because it's going to be a total crap storm, okay? You don't want to be responding after you've seen these emails come through into your environment because you're not going to be able to control it. So get in front of this one, educate your end users, tell them about uh, OneNote, um, you know, the threat of OneNote. In fact, if it were me in my environment, I would literally take a picture of this and say, this is what it looks like because no matter what the file name is, no matter what, how they send it, email, attachment, telegram, it's going to look like this. It's going to have this pop-up with, with click this button. This, this is probably not going to change too much. So I would send that. Royal Dirkswager confirms a play ransomware attack. The Maritime Logistics Company has confirmed that it was hit with ransomware from the Play Group, the latest in a string of attacks targeting the shipping industry. The company's CEO told The Record that the ransomware attack did not have an effect on operations, but did involve the theft of data from servers that held a range of contracts and personal information. Founded in 1872, Royal Dirkswager provides information to more than 800 organizations in the maritime industry and registers more than 200,000 ship movements a year. Its systems allow ports to know when ships will arrive and what nautical services will be available when they make it to port. Pump, pump. All right, so, you know, hey, sh careful. Um, be mindful of this if you're in the transportation industry. Um, not like driving a bus, but like shipping and, and, and logistics and transportation and stuff like that. 
Play Ransomware Group, they are, I would call them a second tier uh, threat group. So definitely uh, effective and well in the news. Guys, after uh, Mersk got hit a couple years ago accidentally by NotPetya, um, and how devastating that was, honestly, I've been surprised at how little these you know, shipping companies have not been targeted, honestly. Um, they, you got to think, dude, they have systems that are telling you like, what is it in each crate on the shipping container uh, or on the shipping boat, right? Like they got all those crates. That's all full of product, right? People are paying to have that stuff shipped. When it gets to the port, it has to get lifted off by a crane and put on a tractor trailer. One mill crate per tractor trailer. Where, like, what is the order of the tractor trailers? Where are they driving once they get the crate on it? Is the stuff inside of it time sensitive? Like, is it medicine that will expire? Is it cold? Is it like, what is it? Right? This is all like, this is all logistics. It gets very complicated. And when you have your IT infrastructure pulled down, um, <laughs> it's a hot mess on fire. Anyways, I, I just think the impact is so significant in transportation and shipping that I'm surprised um, ransomware hasn't looked there. Now, Royal Dirk Swigger, you know, I've never heard of them before. It's kind of interesting. I'd be curious if, um, you know, Doris and um, Gregor, some of the German folks on, in the Simply Cyber community, if this is like well-known. Um, I mean, it's Dutch, but you know, it's closer than America. Um, there isn't much here. I guess basically just know that this may impact us a little bit downstream of like, um, you know, less stuff in the grocery store, or, you know, it might take an extra day or two for your Amazon order, like whatever. Um, but this isn't good. You know, what really stinks. The final thing I'll say about this one worth keeping your eye on is apparently the, the guy who's the CEO bought this company after it went through bankruptcy like a year ago or so. So this company's probably not super healthy and I don't know what the ransom is going to be asked for, but if they go, if they ask for too high a ransom, um, Hold on, they brought $2 billion in revenue in 2021. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad. I, I could, I could, you know, I could probably figure out something for $2 billion. Um, yeah, here's another company that got hit uh, in a similar cyber attack. So I guess the TLDR here is if you work in shipping or transportation, BSEC, Aaron, et cetera, this is a great story to throw in the back pocket and, and uh, leverage for uh, budget or investment, right? Unmasked. Breach Forum's mastermind arrested in New York. U.S. law enforcement authorities have arrested a New York man identified as Connor Brian Fitzpatrick in connection with running the infamous Breach Forum's hacking forum under the online alias Pom Pom Purin. When arrested in Peekskill, New York, a town about 35 miles north of Manhattan, Fitzpatrick confirmed he was the owner of the alias and was the owner and administrator of Breach Forums. This according to FBI Special Agent John Longmer. He has been charged with one count of conspiracy to solicit individuals with the purpose of selling unauthorized access devices. He was released a day later on a $300,000 bond signed by his parents and is scheduled to appear before the District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia on March 24th. All right, so uh, really quick, BSEC said that this uh, this attack did not impact operations. So good on Royal Dirkswagger for cyber resiliency. I'll just say that. Uh, next, uh, sounds like a, a major threat actor uh, got taken down. You know what we're doing. 
That's right. Thank you, Nate Dog. Listen, um, guys, if you're if you're operating a criminal enterprise, especially if you're in the United States, you should like I don't know how you sleep well. Like, dude, I would constantly be looking over my shoulder. Um, this guy, Pom Pom Purin, uh, arrested. So, you know, he he was more he wasn't. He was facilitating crime. He wasn't really um, committing, you know, like he wasn't victimizing people, but he was selling information that could be used to victimize people uh, and good on them uh, for or good on law enforcement for getting them. I do want to say uh, plus one on, <laughs> I guess, plus one on agility or plus one on luck uh, role. Uh, it was St. Patrick's Day over the weekend and this dude's name's Fitzpatrick. So I don't know. I, somehow I find that poetic. All right. Um, yeah. So here's here's the final thing I'll say about this. It's great that this guy got taken down. Way to go, FBI. But sadly, I don't think that this is like basically I, I feel like threat actors in dark web data. It's like water. OK, it's like water. When 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 you close up something. Right. The water just goes somewhere else. Right. Like it like there's going to be another form. We see this over and over again with dark web marketplaces. Right. This forum is going to go down. And another one, there's probably several other ones, and one of them will just rise to be the most popular one. Right. Like, think about it for a second. Like if Google went down, right, if Google didn't exist anymore, right, Google uh, for search, just for search. People wouldn't stop searching the internet. They would just go find another tool to search, right? Like, like I don't like Bing at all, honestly. But if if it was the best choice out of what is available, then I guess I would use Bing. So this is going to be a story and maybe deter some people from committing crime on the dark web. But the real impact, in my opinion, is not very high because it will just crop up somewhere else. Second of all, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, DuckDuckGo is a great option. Uh, definitely, I would definitely not Bing. Ugh. But but uh, the final thing I'll say, and this is a personal thing, right? If I was a criminal threat actor, if I was running in breach forum or uh, ransomware or whatever, I would not do it in the United States. I would move, right? Like if I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna become a criminal. Like the money's too good, right? Cash, I'm tired. I'm tired of getting up and doing the live streams every morning. I'm tired of audio issues. I'm gonna be a criminal. Guess what? First thing I'm doing, moving out of the United States, dude. You are literally like running, running with uh like um, meat skewers in your hand. If if you are doing these things in the United States, like dude, like what are you nuts? Anyways, that's just me. I'm also not interested in committing crime, so don't worry, I'll be here. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. Ooh, sponsors. Do you love security questionnaires? Then you're going to hate Conveyor, the end-to-end -end trust platform built to eliminate questionnaires. InfoSec teams have reduced questionnaires by 80% by giving their customers access to our self-serve trust portal to download docs and answers. For any remaining questionnaires that do come in, use our GPT Questionnaire Eliminator Response Tool or White Glove Questionnaire Completion Service to knock them off your to-do list. 
Use all three parts of the platform to solve the questionnaire problem or start with one. Learn more at conveyor.com. That's C-O-N-V-E-Y-O-R.com. All right. Way to go, Sisso uh, Series, with the, uh, the mid-roll. Nailing it. Carrie knows what's up. It's what we do on the mid-roll every day, everybody. I want to say thank you, everybody, for being here today. Great Monday. Getting it started strong. Uh, thank you again to Panopsi and XM Cyber for their continued support. And thank you to Barricade Cyber Solutions. I do love me some Barricade Cyber. They are dedicated, and Eric Taylor, a well-known member, he's a mod of Simply Cyber. His company is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out. Go to barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Most important part of his website is right here. You scroll down. This is Eric's personal calendar. You can get on his calendar today at 11 a.m. Why would you want to do that? Guys, I'm telling you, getting, doing everything up front, getting ready to be prepared for when bad things happen is so much better than figuring out when bad things happen, right? You don't want to make sure that your fire extinguisher works and that, you know, you know how to, like, load a, a gun or whatever. Like, you don't want to figure out how to do things when you're actively needing to do things, right? When the house is on fire, you're not like, oh, I should get a fire extinguisher. I should see how this thing works. No, you want to be like, boom, fire extinguisher. That's what Barricade Cyber Solutions is. Again, there's 210 of you today. I love it. Uh, take a hot minute, hit the like button. Please, for the following reason, it allows YouTube to identify that cybersecurity people like like this content, which it will then reach out to other cybersecurity people on YouTube who are not here with us right now and say, hey, do you know there's a bunch of cyber people who like this content? Maybe you do too. This might be how many of you found Simply Cyber. So do me a favor and do the community a favor. Pay it forward. <laughs> Pay it forward here and hit that like button. Again, hopefully you guys got the newsletter this morning. I sent it out. Someone's already criticized me for not putting the links in. Um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, if you if you didn't get it, uh, sign up at simplycyber.io slash newsletter. We've got a new newsletter uh, element coming out this Wednesday. I'm very excited about it. You'll love it um, if you're a practitioner and working in any industry. Now, guys, holla, 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 Simply Cyber Community Challenge. We do it every single day. Today is no different. Peter Lee, I hope you're in chat. So every single day we tag somebody, and Peter Lee is currently tagged. Peter Lee will tag somebody in chat. That person should go on LinkedIn and post their story. Why are they into cybersecurity? What do they love about it? Use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge in that. Jess Bishop is team replay, but she's also team live. I love it, Jess. Huge fan of Jess Bishop. Amir Scott is officially tagged in the Simply Cyber Community Challenge on team replay. So whoever um, Peter Lee tags and Amir Scott, if he accepts, go on to LinkedIn, post your why, add hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. And here's the real value. Everybody in chat right now, go to the post and connect with people who are commenting and the original poster. You will build your own network to use for you later on in your career. Networking is so incredibly valuable. I cannot emphasize it enough, and this is a perfect way to do it. So giddy up on that. Thanks to Jess Bishop for her um, 
handling of the Simply Cyber Community Challenge and holler, holler, holler at Peter Lee. Um, mods, please keep an eye out for Peter Lee. I can't, I can't keep an eye out. Monday is uh, Callan's Art of the Week. Every single Monday, Callan does something over the weekend for art. Today, is uh, he did this one a little bit ago, but this is still good. He wanted to submit it. He did a at-home project, built his own wood truck. You see these things at like Home Depot and stuff. So functioning truck, good project. Way to go, Callan, for making it your own. Love it, love it, love it. All right, guys. Oh, by the way, right now, I always forget these things. Uh, right now, over at Simply Cyber, running 50% off on the GRC Analyst Masterclass. If you've taken the class, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been thinking about taking it, please take advantage of the 50% off. Code is spring break at checkout. Let's get back into the news. Cancer patient sues medical provider after ransomware group posts her photos online. The suit against the Lehigh Valley Health Network came after hackers posted nude photos of the cancer patient along with her health records, another sign that ransomware gangs are becoming more brazen in their efforts to convince victims to comply with extortion demands. The Lehigh Valley Health Network suffered the attack on February 6th and publicly disclosed that it was the victim of a cyber attack in a February 22nd statement posted to the company's site. The ransomware group demanded payment, but the company refused to pay. The suit seeks class action status for all parties whose data was exposed and monetary damages to be determined later. Yep. So this, this, um, this sucks, okay? So here's what happened. As you can imagine, ransomware threat actor group compromises business, exfils data, threatens to release the data. Now, normally this is like email address or first and last name or in the Minneapolis school system um, situation, like just internal documents, emails and stuff like that. Okay, that, that, that sucks for that organization, but it doesn't really move the needle. Well, now we've got um, not just healthcare data, but really sensitive uh, photos. And when it says nudes, I mean, it's not like uh, like lusty, I would assume, not lusty, um, you know, kind of inappropriate. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like porn, okay? It, they're cancer patients, I would assume, um, potentially breast cancer patients. Uh, and, and they have photos for measuring, um, you know, progress, diagnosis, treatment plans, et cetera, right? Now, I want to say this is, very sinister of the threat actors to post this information. Now, I get why they're doing it. As scumbag as it is, they are trying to leverage and put massive pressure on the victim, the victim being the organization here, to pay the ransom. We will release your customers' nudes if you don't pay us, right? It puts them in a very precarious situation. And I would also say, like, this is a, if you work in healthcare, this is a really interesting dynamic to introduce to a tabletop incident response exercise. Very interesting, okay? Because normally when we say, oh, the threat actors got the data, we keep it wicked generic. It's almost like an abstract concept of like data, right? Like, like it's a resource. In reality, like the data is something specific. So when you say this data, it definitely changes the conversation and gets... Uh, the business side at the tabletop exercise engaged and involved. Now, this woman is suing the healthcare provider for not protecting the information. Uh, you know, that does make big news. 
Um, I would say they're getting sued for the data breach BSEC says. I would say, you know, depending, here's the thing, depending on what level of security the organization had in place, this lawsuit could be frivolous. You cannot 100% secure anything. Okay, that's a fact. So, you know, the, the, the healthcare organization in this instance might be able to make the claim that we were doing all the things we were supposed to. We adhered to NIST cybersecurity framework. We adhered to CIS 18. We were doing the right things. We had annual audits. Compliant, we were compliant with whatever, right? Like there's a million different things that they could possibly have been doing and still got hit, right? If you have an insider threat, <gasps> crap happens, right? So I'm not saying that this isn't bad for this uh, uh, this individual who had her nudes posted and it's not good for the healthcare provider too, but I just don't know where it's going to go. The final thing I would say on this one, that's kind of interesting. I just looked up at the HHS, um, OCR office of civil rights. Now I didn't do a comprehensive search, but I looked for Lehigh, which is the, um, what this hospital is. And it doesn't show up. The only way you show up on this wall of shame for a HIPAA breach is if it's 500 records or less, not the sensitivity of the record, right? So if this was one person's nudes getting released, it's not going to show up in the HHS OCR. Now that doesn't mean it's not a breach, but um, anyways, yeah, not not good, not good. I would definitely say like the, the 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 key takeaway here is this is an awesome opportunity for healthcare providers to really think through what a data breach could look like. MKS Instruments hit with lawsuit following ransomware attack. In a similar type of story, a former employee at MKS Instruments is leading a class action lawsuit following a ransomware attack against the semiconductor chip maker in February. Oh, hey, uh, <clears throat> correction. 500, 500 records or more. I don't know why I said or less. I got a lot in my head. The company's negligent cybersecurity led to the unauthorized and unnecessary breach of personal identifying information. On February 13th, MKS discovered it was the victim of a ransomware attack which impacted business systems and delayed or disrupted the company's ability to process orders, ship products, and provide other services. This according to comments made by the CEO, John Lee, in a February 28th earnings call. According to a complaint filed March 3rd in the Orange County Superior Court of California, John Doe is a former employee at MKS Instruments Irvine branch office. Doe and others provided personal and medical information to their employer, information that the company said may have been stolen and exfiltrated during the attack. All right, dude. So it's like ransomware. It's like, <laughs> oh, where's my Oprah? You get a ransomware. You get a ransomware. You get a ransomware. You get a ransomware. Dude, it's like ransomware, uh, you know, bingo today. Uh, okay, so this company... I mean, this company's getting sued. Guys, nothing nothing sucks more. Um, guys, it's... Uh, okay, so like getting hit with ransomware sucks. Then being sued for not doing enough to protect your data sucks. And then being extorted by a, victim, uh, by a threat actor sucks. This is why... Guys, I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> unless you're incredibly good at communicating, it's very difficult to explain to the business how much of an... Like, how much of a colonoscopy suffering a data breach with a like a ransomware you know kind of angled data breach is 
until you've actually experienced it. And then you're like, oh yeah, like I've been, this is what I've been telling you. And they're, they're like, oh, this is why businesses write blank chuck, like blank checks after the incident. That, like it, it, you're getting sued all over the place. A, a former employee, so they definitely have internal information, uh, is leading a class action lawsuit, which we all know means lawyers get paid. And victims don't, but, um, and basically is saying that they didn't do enough. Uh, they did not adequately protect the information. It'd be interesting to see where this story goes, honestly, just out of, out of like pure curiosity. Um, bunch of data was stolen. Wow. Like, why do they have, like... Dude, like, why are they, like, sexual orientation, bank account information, compensation and equity? I, like, what kind of company is this? I thought it was, like, an instrument company. Um, a medical instrument company, yet they have, they have some reason to collect data, like sexual orientation and bank account information. This should be the title of the slide that you uh, send to uh, leadership during your monthly uh, thing. High losses, legal costs, ransomware attack. There's three words you don't want to hear if you're on the business side of things. Ugh. All right. I'm not going to spend more time on this one. Take it easy, Joby. Spursky releases a new version of Conti Decryptor. Kaspersky has published a new version of a decryption tool for the Conti ransomware based on previously leaked source code. In March 2022, a Ukrainian security researcher leaked the source code from the Conti ransomware operation to protest the gang's position on the Ukraine conflict. In late February 2023, Kaspersky researchers uncovered a new portion of leaked data published on forums and noticed the presence of 258 private keys. The leak also included source code and some pre-compiled decryptors, which allowed the researchers to release a new version of the public decryptor. The researchers added all 258 keys to the latest build of Kaspersky's utility Rockne Decryptor 1.40.0.00. Users can download the decryptor from the Kaspersky's No Ransom site. All right. Well, okay. If you get hit with Conti, if you get hit with Conti or you were hit with Conti, right? Sometimes you could have been hit, um, you know, uh, last year and you never, you couldn't fully rebuild from backups because there was some sensitive data you hadn't backed up, but you just have been sitting on this Conti encrypted uh system you could you you could potentially use this decryptor in order to do that i haven't seen since conti imploded in uh march of 2022 basically half the gang was ukrainian half the gang was russian and when um russia invaded ukraine there was a uh, schism among the uh the group and they split so i haven't really seen too much in the way of conti um <clears throat> malware attacks but if you if you're sitting on <clears throat> sitting on one, go check out this decryptor. Um, additionally, I'd like to point out, you know, Kaspersky is uh, Russian-backed. Um, the well-known story about how the U.S. government had a deal with Kaspersky to be like the AV um, in, in the U.S. government, and they, they issued an edict that that's no longer allowed uh, because Kaspersky's Russian and there might be a potential for um, shenanigans. But, I mean, Kaspersky's still out there. Uh, still making product and, you know, according to this, like still serving the community. So <clears throat> long story short, if you got hit with Conti, potentially check out uh, this decryptor. Last week in Ransomware. 
The fallout from the Klopp ransomware attacks on Go Anywhere platforms became apparent last week, with the threat actors starting to extort victims on their data leak site and companies confirming breaches. This has led to numerous data breach disclosures from companies including Community Health Systems, Hatch Bank, Rubrik, and Hitachi Energy, with likely many more to come. There were also ransomware attacks on Ascendant and the LA Housing Authority, an attack on Amazon's Ring doorbell, on a hospital in Barcelona, and the re-emergence of Ice Fire on Linux systems. Just a reminder, this week there were... All right, so, uh, you know, <clears throat> as happens every single Monday, it is a ransomware roundup. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me, gosh. Ransomware roundup, so... You know, there's a little bit in here for everybody. Think of this as like the bargain bin when you go into GameStop and it's like there's like the $5 game bin. And like even though you're not in the in the market for a game or <laughs> I don't even know if GameStop's still a, 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 a business. But like basically you walk in and you like or, or the, you know, the, the random DVDs at Walmart bin, right? You go in there and you kind of pick through it. You're not really going to buy anything, but like you're like, oh, what's going on in here? Oh, look, you know. Step Brothers, I love that movie, right? Like, whatever it was. This is what the Weekend Ransomware post is. Like, there's something in here for everybody. Uh, I'd recommend checking it out, maybe grabbing off a story or two that does something for you, whether it's healthcare, whether it's how ransoms are happening, whether it's, like, what threat actor groups are, are you know, currently active and doing stuff. There's something in here for everyone. That that That's all there is, guys, right? Um, they do... I. <laughs> Just be mindful, guys. Uh, I've never heard of Trigona. So there's another thing for you, right? I've never heard of Trigona, but that's a new ransomware threat actor group out there for me. Cat B, I'm not familiar with. Lockbit, I do know. So, kind of sucks. So, anyways, it's, it's just the roundup. Guys, if you are... If you were here just for the news, thank you all very, very much. That's going to do it for today's show with three minutes over 845. So apologies to NCC group and base case. I do want to tell you guys at 9 a.m. at 9 a.m. So in uh, Eastern time. So in 12 minutes, I've got a video premiering called Sock Analyst Experience. If you're familiar with Eric Capuano's uh, blog post, so you want to be a sock analyst. Think of this video as like double clicking on that blog post. Over the weekend, I built out the entire lab and I went through the entire lab, okay? I, like, I'm making a video that will show you everything on how to do it. Like every screen that you're gonna see, every installer, every part of it. it like it's like over an hour long. This video is a roll up of that. So think of the blog post as the top level. This video is a double click. And then the other video I'm working on is like another double click. This video is going to show you why Eric Capuano's blog post is so powerful and so awesome. I hope you can join me. Take it easy, BSEC. I hope you can uh, join me um, at 9 a.m. Also, this is going to be a real fun one, guys. This one, this one you're going to want to put on your radar for today, okay? Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting... Hold on, I got to make sure that I don't have a meeting. You guys know me. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, all right, cool. Um... Here's the deal. At 4 p.m. today, and please listen up. This one's a good one. At 4 p.m. today, hold on, let me let me do this blog post thing here. It's in the description of the video too. Here's the blog post. 
Here's the video. You guys, you're definitely going to want to hear what I'm doing at 4 o'clock today. Believe that. Okay, here's the, here's the video that we're going to watch together in a few minutes. At 4 p.m. today, I've worked this out with Haiku, okay? At 4 p.m. today, I'm going to be playing Haiku Pro Cyber Range, okay? I'm going to be doing a full network packet capture analysis. I'm going to open Wireshark, which is like the tool du jour for analyzing network packets. This is very much like a forensics type experience. I'm going to be doing it live on stream. I've worked it out. I've worked it out with Haiku that if you are in the stream with me, this is a paid range on the platform, but if you're in the stream with me, this range will be free. So what I want to do is have as many people who want to do it, get in the range and follow along with me. Like we could play, like I did this a couple of weeks ago with a different range and it was a lot of fun. There was like 40 of us doing the ranges together. So I, I worked it out with them that this one will be available to Simply Cyber community members for that just during the stream. After, after If you try to do it tomorrow or the next day or whatever, um, you, it'll, it'll be a paid range. I mean, you could still do it and follow along, but you, it won't be free. So come at four o'clock today and do this with me. It's going to be awesome. Yes, this is a Garmin 4Runner. Whoop. Love this watch. Love running too. New studio updates. Thank you, Tom Bishop. Give me some jaw jacking time one second. Here we go. All right, so stay stay tuned. All right, so now it's time for some jaw jacking. New studio updates, guys. Uh, big news. Um, literally, like I just got a text message from uh, the contractor. They're going to be here very shortly to start pouring pavement. So I've got, so here's the deal. I got concrete. Then on March 29th, March 29th, nine days from today, my studio is being delivered to the house, okay? Then on March 30th, like I have to rip my, <laughs> I have to rip my fence down because the studio is so freaking big um, for them to like get it in here. But on the 30th, I'm going to have a fence. On the 31st, um, electrical is being run. On April 2nd, HVAC's being installed. Uh, and then, you know, I've got a, my wife and I um, need to like build the inside out, uh, but I'm I'm hoping guys April maybe like look, look, let's look at the dates really quickly. I'm thinking maybe April 10th, Monday April 10th might be going live from the new studio. Ooh, thanks for asking, Tom Bishop. I'm very excited about it. Amazon Prime Studio. Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, yeah, studios being delivered. I'm the IT guy. Yeah, like so. I, I, like, basically, we went to a, a place that sells buildings, basically, and like went through a bunch and then picked what we wanted, and then they built it in the upstate, I might add, of South Carolina. So support your local business. Um, yeah, and now they're delivering it. Like, I've got photos. I'm trying to put together, like, a little video. Guys, if you're interested, I'm, I'm making a little video on it, but... Re-net logs? Yeah, here, I got you, Richard. Come join. Dude, it's going to be so fun. I'm, like, super excited. All right, so there's the re-net logs. Remember, you can always go to simplycyber.io slash streams to, um, to get to whatever's new. 
Shed the studio, nice. One, one fun thing, um, I don't know if the community wants to... Um... Did Peter Lee ever jump in here? Did Peter Lee tag anyone? Uh, so I've been, like, from for a fun perspective, like, I've been wanting to, like, name the studio. So we've been trying to, like, mess around. Um, you know, like, um, we might call it the basement. We might call it, like, uh, Grayson wants to call it the outlet. Uh, you know, like, you know, like my, my neighbor was like, you should call it like the Palmetto Exterminator Sin Bin presented by Red Bull. You know what I mean? Like, wh whatever. We're just having some fun naming the stu the shed or the studio instead of just calling it like the studio or the office. We were trying to have fun. So it will be a great place to store your flip-flop collection. That's right. Cyber Hut. Oh, the outpost. Nice. I like that, Tom Bishop. Thank you. Thanks, Sean Washington. The hive. Ooh. You got bringing the heat. I like that. The DDoS den. Land party. Safidius <laughs> Studio 55. The honey pot. You guys are killing it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Did we cover the breach with the Android phones with able to gain access through Snapdragon? No, we didn't, Alexander. I didn't even hear about that one. Command Center. I like it. Tycon Jin. Sock Analyst video is showing as premiering tomorrow, not today. What? Oh, hold on one second. I'm an idiot. Thank you. I don't know if I can do this now. Can I do this? This is like Inception-ish. Let's do it. I did it this morning before I had my coffee. Oh my god. Ugh. Freaking plugins. Edit Premiere. Count. Oh my god. Here we go. March 20th, 9 a.m. Let's go. Okay. Let's refresh and see what happens. Premiere's in 60 seconds. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I didn't catch you said that in chat, but thank you so much for uh, whoever said that. Thank you so much. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So let's go. Nick is asking if the if the if the GRC is good for the sock position. Um, I would say it doesn't directly apply. You know, like if if I was going to take one course. The GRC one's probably not good, but I could see the, the GRC course being good to give you, like, context, okay? So, yeah. Here we go. All right. Oh, that's... By the way, that's why I wore... Um, what shirt did you get, Dio Neil? By the way, I'm wearing the blue team shirt today because of the Sock Analyst video. Love it, love it, love it. And just a reminder, guys, uh, I produced this video so it doesn't have all the fancy music and stuff like that and cutaways. I just did it. All right, guys, I'm going to drop the, the stream. Go on over to um, – it should push you automatically to this video. But uh, I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you in chat. If you were here just for the news, uh, thank you so much. We'll see you uh, later today at 4 p.m. potentially uh, to do the NetLogs lab or – 
tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. 10 a.m. Eastern time. Let's go. See you guys tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>